And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First, the initial DDD is about pushing through the yuck that is either all around us or even within us. It's not worth playing theological games at this point. It's about living in the top more than on the bottom. There's a personal Armageddon as well as the massive upcoming Armageddon. Both battles involve territory. However, only one of them is personalized. Next, why does the sun go on shining? Why do the seas rush to the shore? Why do the birds go on singing? Why do the stars glow above? Yes, these are lyrics from an old song, but there's a reason for things happening, even if they're difficult to understand or heartbreaking. God has developed happenings that are positive and a blessing, and that have their, his basis in love. But there's an effective approach to finding out the reasonings, and we're going to examine as much as he will allow us to. And finally, did you ever, get, you ever play Monopoly? I mean, most people played Monopoly. If you pass go, you collect $200. Get past the go, and you get the reward. Yep. That's similar to the Lord saying to his followers, therefore go in Matthew 28, 19. Whenever we go for the Lord, we may not have all the plans prior, but we know that the Lord travels with us. We don't know what's around the corner, but we can know who is around the corner. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. And oy vey, so much more. All right, we're asking you, what do you think? You can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us. Yep, you can do it. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you do that, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite! All right, talking to Dynamite D, let me just make it make it easy for you. That's the same feeling you get when you're heading into the weekend. That's a lovely feeling. <laughs> I use that one a lot. I like that one. 
It's like, oh, yay! I'm going to get like a couple hours with my wife. Yay! <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, bottom line, maybe you've got a question, a comment, a thought. Maybe you've got an opinion on something. Great. We don't have a problem with that. What we don't want to do is use it as a kvetch fest. There are opportunities to do that. This show probably doesn't provide the best platform for that. What we do want you to do is be able to talk about things, share a praise report, something that's going on. Maybe you've got a prayer request. We can combine our faith together with you. We operate a lot out of Hebrews 3.13 and Hebrews 10.25 about encouraging one another as we see the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer. And man, is it closer and closer. And boy, is it getting closer and closer. We hope it's so close I don't get through this sentence before he comes back. Rats. Anyway, bottom line to that is that we're trying to be there for one another, bless one another, encourage one another, guide one another, help one another. And so here is your trivia question to keep your brain going in the Bible's materials. Who was Peter's brother? Now, I'm not looking for universal. We're using the flesh connection uh, lineage genealogy. Okay. Uh, Who was Peter's brother? Uh, if you think you know, reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. Somebody is calling in. I do want to say two things. On that last or the original trivia question, if you're not sure where that is about the 120, that'd be Acts chapter 1, verse 15. That will give you the reference point. Number two, Eric made a great point. He goes, that was a big room. Correct the mundo, Eric. In fact, in the old, uh, older d- days, in the New Testament times, the living rooms, the living rooms, the rooms where you would kind of gather and meet and socialize, were in the top floor, not the bottom floor. See, as in our country and everything, everything's on the bottom floor, and then the bedrooms are on the top. That's not how it used to be. I don't know who switched it. I don't know how that came about. I couldn't tell you. But they had bigger, uh, what we would say, a bigger like room, like uh, recreation rooms up top. you know. And then if that didn't work, they used the roof. <laughs> we keep going. If it doesn't work for us, we find a basement. <laughs> hey, can you guys go up on the roof? Huh? I say, hey, can you guys go up on the <laughs> roof? <laughs> exactly. You're making too much noise. Okay. <laughs> exactly what my parents were. Actually, our parents were a lot different then. And it's so different now. Our parents said, go outside, don't come back in until it's dark. (laughs) We were in Detroit. I'm just saying this is so different. Anyhow, let's have the person come on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Will Rogers. Hey, Will Rogers. How are you? I'm great. I hope you're better. I'm doing fantastic, brother. And thank you for asking, as you know how much I appreciate that. All right, here you go. Straightforward, not not too difficult. Besides the universal application, who was Peter's brother? Well, his physical brother, I believe, was Andrew. That who is introduced him to Jesus. That is correct, sir. That is right, and I've maintained this, and so I, some people didn't like it, but you know, you know how it's Peter, James, and John, right? But it was Andrew and Peter that started, then James and John, and then most of the rest of it goes to be Peter, James, and John. So it makes me feel bad for Andrew, like he kind of got left out <laughs> or something. He's not there as much. But uh, yep, that's the brother. So excellent job. How are things for you, my well, friend, in general? Uh, great. I don't think Andrew got left out. I just thought he worked. Behind the scenes. That's it. 
That's what I'm going to go. I'm going to use that from now on. Andrew was the quiet apostle who worked behind the scenes. Love it. That's a great way to say it. Good job on that one. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. You have a fantastic weekend. You have one, too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We do have a little bit of fun, but that was good. That was a good line he made there. Behind the scenes. Good point. That's a good one. All right. Uh, let me get into the text. I do want to remind people, don't forget to be praying for the audience. And when you're praying, one of the things I was praying for today uh, and it came to my heart was peace of mind for certain people are going through a much tougher time mentally and just you know, just ask the Lord to cover them. You know, you don't have to know every single person, but you can pray for them. The Lord knows who they are. You think, well, then why pray? Because he likes the interaction with his kids. That's why you were created. If you don't want to do that, you can cease to exist. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Did that come out that way? <laughs> Interesting perspective. <laughs> well, it's like if you don't like it, you know, hey, there's an alternative. Uh, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 through 2 says this. Uh, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. It is here that I will defer to Alfred E. Newman. For those of you who know but get offended, please don't do that. Alfred E. Newman was famous for the saying, this is by Bill Gaines, the guy who created the character. What? Me worry? It's okay. Listen. That is applicable. I mean, that's applicable. Read this uh, this passage, Isaiah 43, 1 through 2, right? But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. Well, that's just right there. Okay. Uh, the Lord has paid paid the price for us. What was that price? The blood of Jesus Christ. I have summoned you by name. While it is a call to all of humanity, it is also an individual call. That's why the Lord summons us by name. And then the Lord says, you are mine. Right? Some people go into that movie reference, mine. You know, you got, you got uh, uh, the birds in the one fish movie going, mine, 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 mine. Right? When you pass through waters, I will be with you. What does that mean? That means that when you're going through rough waters, or you're going through, it's like the current's going against you one way or another, and there's little things floating underneath the water, and sometimes they hit your legs, and then you have to remember you're not in the ocean, so it's not a shark, but you got to you know, keep your brain going. And it's like the Lord's going, I'm going to be with you when you go through that. And if they're rivers, which is really tough waters, so the difference between waters and rivers the rivers be flowing, right? It's like challenging. They will not sweep you over. That's what happens when people fall in a river. The river carries them away, and they drowned. And then the Lord says, when you walk through the fire, you won't be burned. The flames will, the flames will not set you ablaze. These things that are going on are all these things. Are, these are challenges. These are, these are moments in our lives where we're like, wow, this is difficult. Wow, this is hard. But if we stand in his word, if we watch this, this is so great. Choose to believe God. Then these things lose a lot of power. Oh, they're stressful. That's the Lord didn't say you wouldn't go through it. 
He didn't say, oh, you're never going to go through the water. You're never going to go through a river. He didn't say that. He said the river will not tap you out. The water will not drown you. When you go through the fire, which seems to me like I always find illustrations that the Lord uses, but water, water, fire, you know, like the opposite. So it doesn't matter what end of the spectrum you're going through, no matter how difficult it is, you won't be burned. Does it say you won't go through the fire? Let me see. When you walk through the fire. Nope, it doesn't say you won't go through it. It says when you go through it, you won't be burned. Why? Because the Lord is with us. Because we are his, and he redeemed us, and he called us by name. And because he's with us, the waters won't get us, the rivers won't get us, the fire won't get us, the stuff won't get us. Because God has got us. Get it? Oh, baby. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then come back. Don't go anywhere. Uh, let's get into our text, Colossians chapter. We covered everything, right? Okay. Colossians chapter 3, verses uh, two through four. Whatever you do, or I'm sorry, it's uh, actually Colossians three twenty four. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically. Is something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord because you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture tells us that whatever we do, now I've, we've gone through this a couple of times and we have to go through it uh, multiple more times to really grasp it, but that phrase, whatever we do, happens to mean whatever we do. That's what it means. And we're supposed to do it enthusiastically, with an eagerness, not with an obnoxiousness, with an eagerness to do it as unto the Lord. So the things that we're required to do that we have to do, there should be a disposition, an attitude of enthusiasm that is connected to the Lord. It's not that you like to do everything, but if you can understand that in the doing of it unto the Lord— you're doing it with a different priority in mind. You understand that? In other words, what you do, do it unto the Lord and do it with this attitude of a full heart and an eagerness. I had somebody, I'll say her name, Susie Lopez was at uh, KPRZ. She was the direct marketing director. Uh, Susie did the marketing director for San Diego. She said something to me one time that was so profoundly simple, it was irritating because I had to do something for a client because that's what you had to do at Salem. And I was like, blah. All right. So she said, Dave, she goes, if you can't get out of it, get into it. And it was like, that was really good advice. If you can't remove yourself from it and you have to do it, at least do it right. I mean, do what you're going to do and do it with the right attitude. Do it with the right spirit. Do it with this uh, uh, better mindset. And I think she was more right than wrong. No, I'm not talking about doing bad things or anything like that. So stop. That's, that's weird stuff. I'm talking about doing it as unto the Lord and recognizing that when you do it that way, it is from the Lord and only the Lord that you will receive the true eternal reward. 
You might uh, go through whatever your process is, but when you do it as unto the Lord, you can recognize that the Lord is the one that brings the reward. And that's just living your life for the Lord. That's just good, right? I mean, that can't be a bad thing. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I just want you to know that if we end up doing the ministry expansion, that at the top of the 2 o'clock hour, you're going to hear a very similar intro, but maybe just welcoming another city at the same time. Don't tease me. Okay. I was listening to that, Phil, by the way. I have to tell you this because you guys know me pretty a lot of you know me pretty well by now. And so I'm sitting there listening and going, you know, I'm doing that thing about I'm working for Salem and I got to do this customer service thing and I'm going blah, 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 right? It's like I was just thinking, gee, Dave, you're the customer service king. <laughs> just going blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, some professions are better for other people. You ever notice when somebody is a waiter or a waitress and they hate people? Maybe that's the wrong profession. I, I could be wrong, but. Common sense. <laughs> just maybe. Maybe that's not the right one. I don't know. All right, here we go. Here's your trivia question. According to Matthew, how many according to Matthew, how many days did Jesus fast in the wilderness? According to Matthew, how many days did Jesus fast in the wilderness? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Uh, I do have I, I have two jokes, but I like the second one. So we're going to do the second one, okay? So it's a little long. It's not a long joke, but it's, you know, a joke. <clears throat> So just bear with me, and I can't remember. Okay, we do have somebody who's going to call and answer. We'll get answer, but I, we, it's a, it's just if I told it before, pretend I didn't. That's just me getting old. Okay, there you go. A minister was standing behind a lady in line at the bank when there was a commotion at the counter in front of him. The customer was obviously quite distressed and began <laughs> exclaiming, "Where will I put my money?" I have all my money and my mortgage here. What will happen to my mortgage? The minister stepped forward to see if he could help in any way. It turned out that she had misunderstood the small sign on the counter. The sign read, we will be closed for good Friday. Apparently, Easter was not utmost in her mind because she thought the bank was going to close for good that coming Friday and not for good Friday. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Okay. <laughs> it's kind of cute. You know, if you go up there, closed for good Friday, right? Wouldn't you be like, ah! Okay. Somebody's ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing well, Gary. How are you feeling today? Well, I'm, uh, I can 
feel okay, I guess. Just okay? Feel kind of like a little less on less on things today? I mean, it's okay. It's true. You know, if that's what's going on. We want to pray for you, though, so you know that that that'll be all right, won't it? Yeah, that'll be kind of fine. Okay, good. Let's do the trivia first. According to Matthew, how many days did Jesus fast in the wilderness? Forty. That is correct, sir! Forty! Forty days and forty nights. I love that, that Rick Warren did that in the book about how many different forties there are with the forty there. Moses was up there for forty days twice, and then uh, you got 40, day, 40 years in the wilderness and the flood. You know, it's just like it's the whole thing is so there's something that's very specific being, you know, being nailed down from a numerology, numerological point of view. I love that. Because it's like, you know, the Lord's going, I got this. This is, I, I already have this. This is going on here. So I love that stuff. All right. Let me pray for you, brother. If that's okay. Uh, let's do it. Father, we just all collectively bring our faith together. We lift up our brother, Gary. We are asking that you would physically bless him. That's our prayer. That's our faith right now, Lord, that you would pour into him and that he would know he's being touched by you. You are Jehovah Rapha, and we ask you to be that very name for Gary's life. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. amen Thank you very brother. much, and I prayed for all of you this morning, and I'll continue to pray for you. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it very much. And God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, love talking to Gary. Great, great guy. Let's see. Let's see if I'm going to do this one. Hey, I have another joke. Is that all right if I do a second Of one? course. Okay. This is a little funnier, actually. As if anything is scripted. <laughs> okay. Little eight-year-old Bobby wanted to watch so badly that he wearied, wearied his whole family with his begging. His father promised him a watch when he was older and forbade him to mention the topic again. I don't want you pestering me about a watch anymore, he declared with finality. Next Sunday, during devotions at the breakfast table the ch uh, th with the children, as was their custom, they would repeat Bible verses. Little Bobby astonished them all by quoting Mark 13, 37. What I say, I say unto you all, watch. <laughs> see, see, he quoted the whole, what? okay. That was it. There was a nothing? I'm getting nothing out of that? Okay, don't talk to me. Well, we'll get him next time. <laughs> okay. Nip it in the bud. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Uh, Philippians 4, 8. Most people know this. You've read this multiple times. A very important part right here. And this is about, this is a lot to do with uh, getting past yucky stuff, right? So now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. With all the trash that is thrown against us, and with the, all the lies that the enemy uses against us, and with the, all the evil that the world hurls at us, and boy, they're hurling a lot lately, with all the darkness that our flesh cries out with, there is this place of refuge between our ears. We can and should 
we can, let me say that part again, we can and should fix our thoughts on praiseworthy things, things that honor Jesus. Now, we know there's an Armageddon coming, a massive one, but there is still an Armageddon to deal with personally. And the enemy tries to drop in as much darkness, the world as much darkness, your flesh as much darkness as is possible between your left and right ear, that territory. But that territory, the scripture tells us, should be used to think about things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable, that we should think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. This isn't a legalism approach. This is the problem. People think you've got to have everything perfectly. That's not what it's saying at all. Same author that said this, you know, gave a lot of freedom in different areas. What we're missing, and people think, oh, it's Paulinian. It's like, no, it's not. It's the Holy Spirit. What we're missing is there is a place to go when the warfare is intense. When there's a place to go to when you're getting crushed. So you know what? I'm getting beat here. My my flesh is really affecting me. Boy, Satan's throwing a lot of stuff at me. Man, oh man, is the world getting worse and worse. I got an idea. I'll worship. <laughs> it's like I know that sounds crazy, but it's a refuge. It's a place to go. It's this deliverance that we can find. It's the winning of the Armageddon that's going on in your mind. It's something we need to do, and we can do it because of Jesus Christ. We're able to take every thought and bring it into captivity because of Jesus. So I've told you the story about O.L. Spears. I still love it. I'll probably talk to my brother on the way home today. He was with, with me when it happened, when O.L. Spears, when we were in the church at, uh, at Heritage Church, and the sun was shining, and he broke in the doors. <laughs> broke in the doors during the sermon. <laughs> 30, 40, 50 people, 40 people in the church. During the sermon, bam, all you can see is this frame of a body. He's a big guy, right? He's the guy who comes, he walks into the house of God going, glory, glory. Just love this guy. His saying was, think right, say it right, do it right, and it will be all right. I mean, is that not a brilliant, is that not a great saying? Think right, say it right, do it right, and it will be all right. O.L. Spears said that. So sometimes we need to take a little discipline in the mind. Don't let it get quite so sabotaged. Now, it's not that you have to be perfect at this, and I don't want to drop any legalism on anybody, so stop doing that. When you are getting thrashed and trashed and the warfare is not going your way, turn it. Turn it by changing what's going on between your left and right ear. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise, and you will find the peace that passes all understanding. That's what you're looking for. Okay? All right. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. 
He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. Job, I want to read Job 325. I don't want anybody looking. I know that the teachings in the church and being a, 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 a Baptist Somebody who's got a Baptist ordination, a Pentecost ordination, somebody who's, who's, who understands what Calminian means, understands what the manifold millennialist is. I, I get it. I really do. I, I've been around for a little while. I just, when you're hearing scripture, you don't have to put all the scriptures you hear in certain boxes so they fit your uh, motif of a theology. Sometimes you can just look at it and observe it and go right for it and review it. And Job chapter 3, verse 25, one of the things that Job said is, what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. There's a whole teaching on, it's because your confession wasn't good. I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think God was bragging about Job to Satan. Job didn't know that was going on. That's obvious. But there he is. God's bragging about him. And what Job is like going is like, this is the worst thing that I could think of. And that happens to people. Believers. Good believers. Great believers. Fantastic believers. Lousy believers. believers, And everybody else. It's something that takes place. Sometimes bad things come about in the process. That doesn't mean that God hates you. That doesn't. First of all, the world has rebelled against God and lies in wickedness. So it's not God's fault that the world said, eh, we'll run this planet without you. We'll let you know. I mean, that's not God's fault. He's not the one that did that. People did that. And so the idea to understand is that sometimes these tough things happen. The great thing to know is that God has not left and went to Pluto while you're going through these things. In this particular case, in Job, it was completely the opposite of what Job thought because God was bragging about him, and Job thought he was in some kind of trouble or some kind of judgment. Hey, guess what? Job was wrong. Something else was going on altogether, which is often the case. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I'm still trying to figure out just exactly how we already did an hour. <laughs> just, Went by very fast. We I mean, always I, say that, but it's so that weird. one hour is like gone. It's like, what? What? <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, let's get ready for our next trivia question. The last one is such a doozy. I just can't wait to do it. But here's your next trivia question. How should a person get wisdom from God? Okay. You ought to know that one. All right. How should a person get wisdom from God? Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214. 214- 
210-810-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. Okay, so I just want you to know, so Joanne and Cordelia have a pow-pow. Uh, Aunt Deb has a pow-pow, and Al now has a pow-pow, although his, his, he, I know he did voice. I know he did voice because, because of how he responded. I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, how should a person get wisdom from God? They should ask, and then we're going to go to the website. Uh, hold on, 972-445-0770-214-210-8483, or send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Sending you up to the website. Please be aware we are trying to seriously uh, prepare a ministry expansion, so giving would be very helpful to not always have to come in and go, we need more money. I don't want to do that. I just want to do the ministry stuff, right? Right. So uh, check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> Uh, that's perfect for the four-year anniversary one. That's great. Okay? I mean, just love that. All right. Uh, I'm trying to debate whether I want to do the history. It's pretty funny, so, yeah, we should do it. Let's do history. Let's do that. Let's go All right, a couple things to tell you is uh, most of you may be aware or may not be aware. Today is Jennifer's birthday. She is not here today, even though she runs the station. She's taking the birthday day off. You can always send her an email and say happy birthday if you want to. Today is also Adeline Joy Schiller's birthday. That's my first grandchild. She is now seven years old. So Eight, I, seven. Seven years old. So I got seven grandkids from wow. one to seven. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, it's corned beef and cabbage day, and the reason that it is is because it's St. Patrick's Day, right? St. Patrick's Day is in honor of the saint of uh, patron saint of Ireland who brought Christianity to the Emerald Islands as Ireland is known. All right, let's see. Is, I gotta see. I got a couple of things on the uh, on the uh, Ireland. Uh, the I didn't saint know about Patty's that day. with St. Patrick. Right, let's see. Uh, are you Irish, me lads and me lassies? Well, the saying goes, everyone is a little Irish on St. Patrick's Day. By the way, if you were supposed to wear green, that didn't happen. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is held in honor of St. Patrick, the missionary who brought Christianity to Irish about 400 in the 400 ADs. Uh, the most common Irish term, just giving you a little bit of background, is Ireland forever. Ireland forever. That's pretty good. Interesting voice. Well, it's a little Irish. <laughs> hey, I'm not doing a Yiddish voice for it, right? <laughs> so that's all I can do. Uh, over 34 million Americans are of Irish descent. Just to give you an idea, that's nine times the population of Ireland. It's like wow, my goodness, wow, that's a lot. Uh, here's something very important as well, and then we'll just and there's three things here. One I got to do in honor of my wife. You guys won't understand, but that's right. 1845 on this day, the rubber band is invented. I want to say thank you because not only could you shoot them at people, but I use them 
I mean, they're important. Right? True. Okay. Uh, 1968, the Bee Gees, the British rock group, the Bee Gees, make their American TV debut on the Ed Sullivan Show, singing To Love Somebody and Words. <laughs> this is, Noel likes the, the Bee Gees from the past. I'm just going to say that. And then finally, 1969, one of the great, 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 great things that ever happened in the history of Israel. 1969, Golda Meir became Prime Minister of Israel. She was the best. I mean, now, the guy we got now is fantastic, so don't get me wrong. But Gold Mayer was like, you did what to our, our athletes? Okay. <laughs> she was like, no, you don't mess around with Gold. <laughs> it's like, that ain't happening. All right, back to the trivia question, and then we'll get into the teaching. I know some people are like, that's not right. Uh, be Jewish and tell me that. He showed, uh, he showed a person, or how should a person get wisdom from God? That's the question. You can call 972. How should a person get wisdom from God? You can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email. David at he must org. All right. This DDD is called It Could Be Four. Not the number four. It could be four. Here you go. This is going to take a little advanced one from Job. Job 37, 11 through 13. God saturates the clouds with moisture. He scatters his lightning through them. They swirl about, turning round and round at his direction, accomplishing everything he commands them over the surface of the inhabited world. He causes this to happen for punishment or for his land or for his faithful love. Just stop right there. We're going to find out if this person wants to answer the triv. If they do, great. If they don't, uh, maybe they want to answer it indirectly. They're going to answer the triv. All right, let's send them through. We'll answer the triv, and then we're going to get back to this text because it's fantastic. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Knock, knock. Hey, brother, Dr. David. Hey. This, is this <laughs> Hey, brother, I was just, just started listening, and I don't know if it's a biblical question or not, but you asked, how do you get wisdom from God? Is is that what your question was? Yes, it was, my dear brother. I haven't talked to you in so long. How are you? How you I doing? I know, Christmas time. So much has happened, and your your son helped me so much with my website. So that's a, he's an awesome guy. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. But the way I get wisdom from the Lord is I pray and I read, and I read and I pray, and then I wait, and then I listen. Okay, so what I want you to do is think about James 1.5, but keep it really easy. You, you're right, but you, you're, you've got like five or six excellent points, but I'm going to have you narrow it down to one, okay? What's the simplest way to get wisdom? If any man lacks wisdom, let him... Ask God. That's it right there, brother! You got it. That's exactly right. That's what I was looking for. So all those other things that were exactly true, but this also is exactly true. It's like, okay, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Okay, ask God. That's the key to getting wisdom. Is it, you ask. <laughs> That's yeah. it right there. Yeah, you ask, and, it, and then I found in my walk that sometimes it's right away, and sometimes you got to wait a long time. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> for, the, for the guidance, but... I'll tell you, our Father always comes through. He's always right there. I just praise His name. I praise Jesus. He's brought me through so many things. And this last trial that I've, what I learned about so much was patience. 
Uh, you know, Just it's be patient and patient and wait on the Father. It's it's such a great it's it's so great when the Lord comes through. So there's a passage in Proverbs that says, uh, "Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when it comes, it says the tree of life." In other words, when it happens, it's like, yeah, this is like life. But waiting that makes the heart sick. It's like boo, boo. But it's important to trust and to stay in that place. And I like uh, what some of the uh, former great teachers used to say. The word patience is. Patience. That is just too funny, right? (laughs) It is. Hey, I love you, uh, Mr. Spoon, Brother Spoon, Dr. David Spoon. I hope you can, I hope that's okay. I I like to call you Brother Dr. David Spoon or (laughs) some variation of that in my mind whenever I'm listening to the show and, and, and thinking about you. But I just find your show, your ministry, very encouraging. I'm just so glad to be able to talk to a brother like you. Just thank you so much for what you do. I know the Lord's prompting you to do it all, so I just praise Jesus for you. Uh, I appreciate that, brother. That's super, super kind. You know, that is super kind of you to say. I really do appreciate it. Ah, my pleasure. You got it. Thank you. Thank you for that. Ah, yeah. No, it's it's true. You are a true brother in Jesus and just such a great encourager and encouragement. So. I look forward to keep listening to you every time, every day I can. Uh, God bless you, bro. Uh, I am not going to send you a dollar fifty because we moved it up to three fifty. No, no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, God bless you too, brother. I'll Take let you care. get back to it. Have a great day. All right, bye bye. <laughs> what an excellent call. Uh, it's just like an anniversary call or something, right? Uh, yeah. All right, all right. So let's go. I want to go to this because I want to do this, and we'll can you we can go like two or three. All right, you're good. All right. All right, so listen to this. Uh, Referring to God, he saturates the clouds with moisture. He scatters his lightning through them. He swirls about, turning round and round. They they swirl about, turning round and round in his direction, accomplishing everything he commands them over the surface of the inhabited earth. That's with people on it, by the way, not prior. Uh, Verse 13, he causes this to happen for punishment or for his land or for his faithful love. Okay, listen to this. This is the thing. The thing about being a better uh, Job than Job was is this. You know what God is doing? Why is he doing it? I don't know. It could be for punishment. It could be for the sake of his land. It could be he's doing it for love. He's not always telling us what he's doing. He's just always doing it. You think, well, what do you mean? What do you mean for his land? Well, God protects his land. Leviticus 25.4 says, During the seventh year, the land must have a Sabbath year of complete rest. It's the Lord's Sabbath. Do not plant your fields or prune your vineyards during that year. So the Lord's pretty serious stuff. And so God could be doing what he does, you know, swirling the clouds about. Could be punishment. Yep, could be punished. Guess what? God does punish. Oh, God punishes? You bet. Did you forget the flood? That was called Wipeout City. Done. Okay? Yeah, you guys are so bad, and it's never getting better here. You're gone. I would call that punishment, right? I mean, that's pretty serious, right? And then he, so he does it for punishment. He does it to protect his land. What do you mean? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You know, everybody's like, well, God gave it to Adam, and Adam's in charge. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You know who owns earth? God. No human being has a title to earth. God does. God said, keep it clean. 
that's a little different. Clean up the clean up the garden. Another's Adam was a landscaper. But that's not the point. The point is this: it's God's land. And so he might do what he does for punishment. He might do what he does for his land. Or the last one, which we hardly ever think, he does what he does with the weather, with the different things going on, because he loves us. We don't think of, what do you mean? Well, maybe God knows that if he doesn't have the weather go a certain way, that the earth will crumble. And so he does allow different patterns and things to come through so that the earth stays intact. I don't know. That's why we trust him. So it could be for punishment, could be for his land, could be for his love. You want to know the answer to that? Seek him to find out. If he tells you, awesome. If he doesn't, trust him. He won't let you down. He's faithful and true. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon Experience? This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is John. Hi, John. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And um, you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually having a, a wonderful day. And uh, you know, every once in a while you get some extra time in with the Lord and you just think, man, I can't wait to hear that trumpet. <laughs> I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I just right. can't right. wait. What's going on? Huh? Yeah. You want to know the answer to that, I guess, do, huh? I do. And so this is a good one. How many times did the boy who Elijah raised from the dead, how many times did he sneeze? Seven. That is correct, sir. You are right. <laughs> a little unknown fact from a lot of people that they might not be aware of is that actually he, uh, so after Elisha stretched himself out, the child sneezed seven times. And then the child opened his eyes, which means that he sneezed those seven times without his eyes open, which is like, wow, that's bizarre. It's like, how huh. do you do that? I, I thought gonna, about it that yeah, way. Yeah, it's like, how would you do, I mean, how do you, I mean, <clears throat> My eyes go in the back of my head when I sneeze. I just don't know how that uh, Didn't, didn't uh, he lie prostrate across yes, him? Yes, correct. That is exactly well, that, what he I, did. I thought, okay, if he was sneezing, was he sneezing in Elijah's face? That's an excellent question. I do not have that answer, but I you have <laughs> we'll to have sit to there and the wonder. find that one out, huh? Yeah, I mean, the prophets <laughs> went through a lot, although it, it, 
could be a, <laughs> that could be a tough one. Excellent job, my friend. Excellent, well, excellent you. answer. Good thank to, you. Good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. All right. All right. God, God bless. bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. Right. <laughs> we roll. We roll. That's a great question that he sneezed in his face. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. It is amazing. Just like, this is it. All right, here we go. Four years. Praise the Lord. Four years here. Let's see. That's good. That's good. Just want the Lord to give us, you know. 21 more. Any more. Uh, I agree. At least, at least 20 more. Uh, all right. I shouldn't say that. So i got to be careful. 21 more. You might not want to. Yes. No, mind. Listen, I can do it as long as the Lord will let me do it. <laughs> That's all I can say. When the Lord says no more, it's no more. That's how that goes. You don't you don't tell him what to do. All right. Here's your last trivia question. This is such a great question. I cannot wait to see what the response is. True or false? You know, 50-50. True or False. Okay, and then after this, we're gonna pray for Nola because that that Phil reminded me to pray for. Uh, true or false? The lion will lay down with the lamb. True or false? The lion will lay down with the lamb. True or false? Uh, if you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three. Or send David at he must increase.org an email. I want to tell everybody right now. Right now, there, there is. So now we got it split. There you go. Uh, the lion will lay down to the lamb. Isaiah 11 6. That's all I'm going to say. And then you'll understand why, because the ending to this is, is just great. Let's pray real quickly for Nola and for the other people. I just want to pray, if you guys don't mind, uh, for all of our people that are hurting. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for four years here in uh, Texas. These four years, the, these last three years especially, Lord, have just been lights out fantastic. I love these people. I just I want you to bless every one of them. Every one of them to be touched by you. That'd be awesome. Lord, we lift up Nola. We know that that's a situation that's very difficult. Like Just like we lift up Roslyn, like, like we've lifted up Gary before, and the people that are with us, and Brother Ace, and, and Mary, and all the people that are hurting, and Deborah. And we're just asking for your healing power to touch these people in their bodies. God, you, you own that. You're the master of that. Please be Jehovah Rapha. I am the God that heals you. Please be that. Please touch these people and let them know without any fear you are with them. That's what we pray. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Okay, so the trivia question, I'm just going to get back to it, just give you a chance, and then uh, uh, trivia question, true or false, the li- it's just simple, don't have to make this more complex than it is. The lion will lay down with the lamb, true or false. Okay? The ending on this, though, is really good. Uh, 972-445-0770 plus... 
You can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. This, the title of this DDD is called Go. It's one of those long titles. Go. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Go. All right, Acts 7, 1 through 3. And the high priest said, are these things so? And Stephen said, brothers and fathers, hear me. The glory of God appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran. And he said to him, go out from your land and from your kindred and go into the land that I will show you. Do it again. Just make sure we get it clear. The high priest said, are these things so? And Stephen said, brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran and said to him, go out from the land and from your kindred and go out to the land I will show you. It's not a lot different than Matthew 28, 18 through 20 when Jesus said, go therefore. Right? Say go, right? Listen to this. Go from your land. Oh, there's a lot of security in your land. There's a lot of, you know, this is my property. This is everything. Go from your land and from your family. Oh, wait, these are all the people that are super close to me. And I will show you destination unknown. Sometimes God leads you somewhere. The destination is just not known. You just go. Abraham believed that God was going to be with him. He didn't know what the final destination was. didn't know what it was going to look like. Now, that is not me telling you, listen to this, because somebody will clip this and, and accuse us of this. That is not me telling you to sell your land and say goodbye to your family and leave right this second. That's not what I'm saying. That's what the Lord asked me to do, kind of, not quite to this level. But what the Lord is trying to communicate is these things that we have in our lives that we consider security— Land and family and so on and so forth. Yeah, they're they're there. But if the Lord asks you to go on task and asks you to do something, do it. Don't sit there and go, do what the Lord asks. Because if not, he might swallow up your land and your family. So what's what you thought? He's the one that gave you the land and the family. After all, God created the land and they're not making any more. I don't know if you noticed that or not. So I'm just saying. Go, do what he says. And you might not know where you're going, but if you go with the Lord, you're doing it right. I just love this one thing about Noel and I that when I was writing in the in my master's of one of the classes, I said, we're going to Texas. I have no job. I have no idea what we're going to do. I have no idea what's going to happen, but we believe the Lord wants us to go. And because we're going with Jesus, we're going. That's what you do. You think, well, that's not normal. No, that is exactly normal. That's exactly what the Lord calls us to do. All right. Somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, this is Joanne. I know this is short time, but I have a quick answer. Okay. Fire away on the answer, true or false. The lion will lay down with the lamb. False. You are correct. That is false. Now, here's the cool thing. So you know what the real scripture is in Isaiah 11, 6, right? Who, yes. Who is it? It's that, the wolf. The, the wolf. wolf. Lie down with the lamb. That is 100% correct. Now, I'm going to throw you a little bit of curveball. You may know this. You may not. But where do people get that the lion will lay down from the lamb? Where do they get is that from? C.S. Lewis's, um, oh, famous. 
Oh, I'm sorry. It's not the Chronicles of Narnia, is it? No. It no, is. Okay. It is. Ready? Elvis what? Presley. <laughs> it's okay. Elvis Presley. When Elvis sang that song, and the lion will lay down with the lamb. That's where it comes from. That was wrong, and it's great, and he sang it great, and it sounds great, and tons of people think that must be true, but they didn't think that 100 years ago. So <laughs> that I'll is, never forget that answer. Is that a classic? It was Elvis That's singing great. this song. Oh, thank you. That's beautiful. What a beautiful, what a beautiful four years. And Cordelia and I have enjoyed every minute, and we love and bless you. And tell Eric that testimony yesterday so moved me. I I had my nephew, who's a pilot, an airline pilot, and his wife listened to it last night. It was awesome. So that thank is you, Eric. <laughs> excellent. What an excellent job. See how you do that for one another. That's the key. Yes. Great job, yes. Joanna Cordelia. Amen. All right. Go forth and have a wonderful weekend. We love and bless everybody. All right. God bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Is that great? And the lion will lay down with the lamb. It's just a classic. I didn't even know that, Dave. That is a classic. A lot of people didn't know that. All right. We're done. Have an absolutely great weekend. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 70 and one half hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.